Welcome to Doing Business in Africa podcast. In this podcast, we construct new business opportunities for American businesses, deconstruct excellence in doing business between U.S. and Africa, mastermind with people involved, and learn the secrets of their success. And now, here's your host and America's leading business transformation consultant, Raj Ghanasan. frontier, even probably the last frontier, was full of opportunity. At the same time, we all know Africa is not for everyone. It is a great place for those with discipline, long-term perspective, and commitment. Hallmark of U.S. entrepreneurship. But before you consider doing business in Africa, you must understand three hidden stimuli that drive today's business in African nations. Reminiscence of colonization by the French, British, German, and to a lesser, a lesser extent, Indians and the Chinese in the recent past. Two, rich traditional culture that exists even today. And third, the influence of modern technology. Today's Africa is a culmination of these three factors that you must consider as important attributes to your success. You must witness firsthand the effects of colonization impacting day-to-day business and the decisions they make. You must also give consideration for the tribal decisions, social culture, in everyday business activity. In every part of Africa, you are certain to see these three aspects. It is for this reason you must understand their mindset how it influences their decision-making process before you start to consider going to Africa. The second part, before you do business with any international location, is building rapport. Without question, building rapport is one of the key elements that is going to define your success in Africa. And rapport starts with knowing your current predicaments, bias, and prejudgments about yourself and others who are willing to do business with you. For instance, your email inbox claiming that you won a million dollars entirely coming from Africa or Nigeria or, for that matter, notion that people outside of U.S. rip off U.S. businesses are necessarily not true. These stereotypes needs to be revisited before you can consider Africa as a safe nation. In fact, email spams come from all over the world, including U.S. There are U.S. people who rip off fellow citizens and 
Rupa people from developing countries. If you want proof, go check out the next episode of CNBC's Greed. Assisted a number of U.S. companies in their decision to enter Africa. Our team has developed a six-pillar Africa entry strategy. The next six episodes, you will get to know each of the six pillars, critical elements of how you need to think and precautions you need to take. Throughout the discussion, you will hear examples from various industries of different sizes and geographical destinations. Also in this episode, I will share the definitions of those six pillars. Each of the six pillars, think about your initial hypothesis as to how you want to approach. As you listen to the topics in greater depth in the coming cycles, compare it against the reality. Here are the six pillars that define Africa entry strategy. Number one, appetite. Risk is integral to your business. Doing business for the first time in any place, be it in Alabama or Texas or New York, or getting into a new industry or dealing with a new customer, comes with its own set of risks, and many of them you do not anticipate before. Without question, Africa has its own set of risks that you must Anticipate and be prepared. The second pillar is the business model you want to choose. Do you want to directly sell in a foreign place? Or do you want to use a local partner to do business? In the next few episodes, we will discuss the different business models prevalent across the continent and share some of the tips that has helped mold uh, some of the decisions and turn, that turned out to be really good. We'll talk about the good stories and the bad stories. The third important pillar is your approach for keeping your foot in Africa. It takes several years before you have a good fitting. It takes a lot of trial and error. And the question is, do you have the patience it takes to get a firm footing in Africa. The type of patients you need is quite different and distinct compared to other places. How to get results you want without breaking the budget is often a common question we've been asked and will address in the coming weeks. The fourth important pillar is the choice of location. With over 56 countries and land spanning more than the United States, China, India, Brazil combined, it is best you start with one geography and preferably one country before you start expand elsewhere. What's the best fit approach to determine the location? What's the process for legally entering the country? These are some of the questions we'll discuss 
in the fourth or the fifth episode of this broadcast. The fifth pillar is partnerships. What kind of partners you need to do business in Africa? That question, you need a local face in Africa to work with the government, deal with the local law, engage with the local culture and the buyers. What is the selection approach for finding partners in a foreign land? That's the key question we will answer in selecting the right partner. The last but the most important one is the, the sixth pillar, which is relates to the people. Buying products from an American company is expensive. For most part, that is the perception that the rest of the world has. How do you break this to your time? Employee hierarchy and transparency is driven by communication styles that may be quite different from yours. Bottom-up communication goes through hierarchy, loyalty, and language translation. Are you prepared to deal with the people on a day-to-day -day basis? Or do you want to hire somebody who is U.S. educated, speak the local language, and is comfortable in selling the products that you want in that market? So for this reason, throughout the article series and the podcast, we will immense you with different business cultures, the lessons some of the lessons we learned, uh, best practices, and tips for you to succeed in Africa. But it will come back to the six pillars we just discussed. Your risk appetite, the business model you're going to choose, approach you want to take for getting your firm footing in Africa, the exact location or the geography, the type of partners, and the type of employees. This wraps first edition of Africa selection process. Thanks for listening to Doing Business in Africa. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our website, CameroonThinkTank.org, to your friends and colleagues. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. This has been a UASG production. Join us next time for another edition of, of Doing, Doing Business, Business in Africa. Africa.